This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. Music's greatest songs. Greatest songs. Worth covering. Original classic hitmakers. So we're going back, but not so back, so far back that we're not talking about an artist who is alive and well and kicking and uh, still in the game. Be he uh, quite old now, and it's quite funny looking at pictures. He's 71 years old, and the pictures that I was flicking through as I was researching Peter Gabriel, of course, uh, from Genesis, but way, way, way before that too, and a solo career after. Um, he just. It's so interesting seeing him now. He's got a, a little white beard. He's got white hair around the edges. And that's not the Peter Gabriel that I knew. So it's quite funny. But let's talk about him because he is... Yeah, see? So Gaz has just Googled him. Do you see what I mean? Ooh, I know. 1950. Yeah. Oh, I like you, Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happens, is. you know. So <clears throat> born in 1950, 13th of February. And he is an English musician, singer, songwriter, although you could be forgiven for thinking he might be from somewhere else. Record producer, huge activist. Let's talk about this man's uh, life. He rose to fame as the lead singer of Genesis, but actually had a massive kind of, well, everyone's got a life before something like that, but quite a big one. He left Genesis in 1975. He had a massive solo career. I'm going to talk you through it. Um, And one of his biggest selling songs was this song, Sledgehammer, which I'm going to play. He won a record nine MTV awards um, for this song at the 1987 MTV Music Awards back in the day. And according to a report in 2011, it was MTV's most played music video of all time. Now, I remember this music video, Sledgehammer. I remember it being innovative. I remember everyone talking about it. Had funny movements in the in the sort of the making of it. There was yeah, some I think it's ahead of genius. its time. Ahead of its time. But people, you know, oh. the, the, the Gen Z or whatever, the TikTok generation think like, they think they created everything. Oh, yeah, they really do. And if you see like Peter Gabriel, even before Peter Gabriel, yeah, or whatever. David Bowie. These guys. Holding the iPads way before iPads. Yeah, it, like even even if you go like to, um, and I'm sorry I'm taking from the second because I think it's really important that you highlight all these, even like yeah. Michael Jackson, to be honest, like for his time, what he was able to do and how. Yeah. You see people right now not even getting close to, to, to that level. Agreed. So, yeah. Agreed. Just do your research, young kids. Just do your research. Oh, says granddad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but Gabriel was also um, a champion of world music. Now, this is where it gets good uh, because for most of his career, that's what he's been doing. So he co-founded the WOMAD Festival in 1982. He then continued to focus on producing and producing world music, not just his music, world music. Um, And he has his own label called Real World Records. He pioneered digital distribution methods. He co-founded OD2, which is one of the first online music downloading services. Um, He was involved in numerous humanitarian efforts. I mean, a lot. So from 1980, he um, he released the anti-apartheid single Biko. I sort of remember that. He has participated in several human rights benefit concerts. So he was in the Amnesty International Human Rights Now tour. That was 1988. He co-founded the Witness Human Rights Organization in 92. And he developed The Elders uh, with Richard Branson. And that was launched with Nelson Mandela in 2007. So he worked hard for all that stuff. But in amongst all this, he had his own career and he won three Brit Awards 
Um, he won six Grammys, 13 MTV Video Awards, the Pioneer Award, um, the Q Magazine Lifetime Achievement Award, the Ivor Novello Award for Lifetime Achievements. He won the Polar Music Prize. Um, and he was made BMI icon at the 57th Annual London Awards for that, for his influence on generation of music makers. Uh, it goes on, it goes on. He was also awarded a humanitarian award as well um, and given an honorary doctorate from the University of South Australia. I never understand that honorary doctorate. Like, I always feel I don't, I'm not into it. You can't honour someone with a degree. They've got to go and do the degree or, or the thing anyway personal personal opinion but anyway you know this man was doing his thing um he actually grew up in surrey which is where i'm from which is really funny to read so he's from chobham if you're from surrey you'll be laughing at that um very middle class family you know his his um his dad was a what was his dad a doctor i think an engineer and um, but his mum was very musical and that's where he gets it from and then he went to the local school you know he went to the primary school and everything and when he was young the school turned around and went okay he's got it going on your child has it going on so amazing voice um all sorts and then he went to charterhouse which is um in surrey and in charterhouse which is in godalming in surrey very famous school still there um he met that the first people for his band and they formed they formed a band um and that's what they they put out there now at this point, they then hit Jonathan King. Jonathan King, I feel like I should do the music rates on Jonathan King, although towards the end, I feel like uh, he had a bit of a dodgy time and um, Jonathan King's story gets quite dark at the end. But again, he came out of Charterhouse and um, when they had an album, the, the, the guys, Gabrielle Banks and Stuart, they all went to Jonathan King um, and he turned into a, a musician and blah, blah, blah. And they, they said, look, this is what we're doing. And he went, I love it. I absolutely love it. Took them on. Um, they then decided on a name um, and the name was Genesis. And Genesis had about four albums that just didn't work. And who knew that? So um, going through all the things, this is early 70s. They kept releasing albums. They weren't making any money. At one point, Peter Gabriel said, oh, I'm, I'm off and decided to go and get a degree. And he, he got it into in some amazing university. Other members went off and, and blah, blah, blah. Then they came back and they said, right, look, let's do it properly. Let's make Genesis work. So I want you to imagine now they're on this um, tour, okay? And um, G Gabriel, Peter Gabriel started to get more and more flamboyant, okay? So he started to dress up and do crazy stuff. Anyway, this one particular performance, he um, goes off stage during a break. And one of the things that he did, so this is before really the stage shows when you went to see a band were all formulated properly so he used to tell stories while the band was warming up or there was a gap between songs he used to tell stories and apparently back in the day this was like oh this is new you know oh anyway. it's still now though like yeah, cool but artists now that, like Michael everything's, Bublé does everything's, it no but they talk they, I think they talk to the audience a bit more no but Peter Gabriel used to tell a story mm. he wouldn't necessarily I mean, anyway but he, yeah it's not like back then yeah, yeah back, but back then you know people just standing around waiting for the next song anyway so he leaves the stage mm. and they're all just playing this kind of instrumental thing and he comes back on in a fox's head and a red dress and everyone went what's going on now he said afterwards in an interview 
I didn't tell the rest of the band because I thought that they'd veto it. And um, and the band obviously were shocked when he came in a fox's head and a red dress. And that was the front cover of their album at the time. That's funny. Anyway, the band weren't that impressed, except that when they woke up the next day, they were on the front cover of uh, this magazine. Uh, which one was it? Um, I think wow. it was Melody Maker or something. <laughs> they got so much publicity, it went up and down, national, international, and they doubled the price, the ticket price, and added more dates to the tour, and it completely made them. And from that, it was a springboard to um, actually Peter Gabriel being a bit David Bowie. You know, he would just go go nuts and wear crazy stuff and um, be larger than life and sing all their songs, but just a fruitcake in some of the outfits are outrageous brilliant anyway he then decides in 1975 that he's going to leave um, and he announces it to the band the band were so irritated by the fact that he got more attention than them um, that they were fine with that and they then um, auditioned 400 singers to take over and out of 400 singers they couldn't find anyone that fit them well obviously they haven't contacted me but cool yeah, I mean, if they'd heard you rap over Take That, you'd have been in, baby. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, it hurts me that mm-hmm. they didn't call you. You were five at the time, weren't you? Anyway, 400 singers, nothing happening. And so do you know what they did? They went, right, Phil, you're going to have to sing. And Phil, who was on drums. Shout out, Phil Collins. Collins went, I don't want to sing. And they went, you're singing, mate, you're singing. So they got the bald guy at the back <laughs> who wears jumpers. Amazing. <laughs> Love and him. They go, and they go, you're front guy now. Yeah. <laughs> and he went, all right then. I mean, Phil Collins doesn't look like you're rock Yeah, but he's mad. Though. A lot of people thought there was a beef between Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel. None. But that, no, none, none. none. There's none of that existing. No, I know. None, yeah. none whatsoever. Yeah. So uh, off goes Peter Gabriel, has the most incredible solo career. And, and, and that's a whole different thing. I can't even go into it because it's amazing. But I love the fact that Phil stepped into the into the line and then wrote the most incredible songs. Oh, yeah. Because if you think about Phil what Collins came out is of Genesis. Phil Collins is a legend. Icon. Yeah. In the Air Tonight will be Ooh. forever. And if you don't know the drum breaks in In the Air Tonight, what are you doing? Mm. Go and check yourself, as Hass would say. Fact. So that is the state of play with wonderful Peter, Peter Gabriel. I'm going to play you Sledgehammer quickly about the song. It was released as the lead singer, um, sorry, lead single from the fifth album um, in 1986. It was produced by Gabrielle as well. I keep saying Gabrielle, it's Gabriel. And in, um, it reached number one in Canada, um, spent four weeks on the Billboard Hot 100 in the United States, UK singles chart number four for weeks and weeks and weeks Ooh. and forever, and obviously won a three Grammys, MTV Awards. Yeah, it's just boom, fireworks, the whole nine yards. Um, Sledge Hammer was described as a dance, rock, blue-eyed soul and funk song. Funk song? What? Where are you getting these words from? Yeah, I, I don't agree. Seriously? Is this... Yep. Could be funk, no? It was like. influenced apparently by 1960s soul music. Soul. Yeah. That's why I feel so, like... Is it, um, did they say pop there? Because there's a little bit of pop in it or no? Dance rock. Dance rock, yeah. Blue-eyed soul. Yep, yep, and yep. funk. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, and that's where, that's where it came from. Majorly synthesized. Um, Peter Gabriel plays the flute. Did you know that? Plays the flute in it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it replaced. Now hang on. Oh yeah, this is the this is the juicy bit of it. So Sledgehammer is released, gets to number one in the US. Guess what song it bumped off the number one spot? In the air tonight. 
No, Invisible Touch by Invisible Genesis. Invisible by Genesis. Yeah. It's funny. And there was no beef, as you would say. Yeah. There was no argument between that. They both thought that was really funny. Yeah. They both thought it's it was funny. Same circle. Yeah, they all think it was it was totally funny. So let's hear and celebrate this man. Woo! It's such a good song. Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel from 1986. That's what you get here at the Music Greats on Yalaho.